Hello, this is the fourth episode of the series of podcasts that I am doing about my lonely and mindful adventures in Thailand and mostly in Laos for all the month of April and we were left in the night that we, after a long trek in the Namha protected area in the north of Laos a few, a few tens of kilometers outside Luang Namta uh, we had stayed the night in this uh, village which was a Camus village a village of a Camus tribe and uh, the next day we woke up at around uh, 7 o'clock in order, to, in order for the villagers to show us uh, some uh, traditional ways of doing things and uh, after this presentation uh, we would take our things and uh, we would uh, take a long trek of 14 kilometers uh, once again in the mountain of course in order to reach the main road where uh, Tuk Tuk would take us. So I had set my alarm uh, to ring at 7 a.m. and uh, I got up from the bed, if you can call this bed, this basic uh, way of sleeping uh, in this bungalow and uh, I went down uh, where I found uh, the other the, most of the other guys uh, of the group. So they were drinking tea, coffee and things like that. Uh, after uh, I went down, uh, the guide told me that uh, they were going to the river in order to see the presentations. Uh, since I had just uh, woken up, I wanted uh, to put a little water on, to throw a little water on my face. And the guide, uh, after everything that had happened the previous night uh, that I described in the podcast number three, in the end of it, uh, he knew that I definitely at that moment I knew the way to go to the river since uh, I had been there so many times. Uh, but uh, when the, the team left, uh, from a, a house opposite to us, from the bungalow, one guy came out from the window uh, which, uh, whom I had met the previous day and he did the standard thing uh, that many Laotians do, uh, he asked me to come there and join them. So I didn't miss the opportunity and uh, I went there, I went up the stairs and then inside the bungalow uh, and this is when I realized that uh, it wasn't only our bungalow but generally these people uh, don't have uh, furniture at all in their houses so they don't have tables, uh, they don't have chairs it's uh, just a room uh, apart from the kitchen which has uh, several pottery it's uh, just one room uh, where uh, they have on the side uh, some uh, mattresses uh, in order to sleep at night and blankets. Uh, in there, when I entered uh, this, it was uh, around, I think, 7.15, and uh, I found uh, some guys that I had met the previous night and others as well uh, sitting there in a circle with uh, very loud music because they, had, uh, they have one speaker which uh, they can, uh, it has wheels and they can move it like a luggage so they move it from here and there and uh, they were sitting around uh, smoking and uh, drinking beers. Uh, to be honest I was very much surprised by that because uh, I couldn't exactly understand if they were keeping going uh, from the night and they hadn't stopped in between or they slept for only a few hours and then they woke up and they immediately started drinking because for me this was extremely early to drink and uh, smoke and be in this condition and not only that but uh, immediately they offered me Lao whiskey which is the Lao whiskey as I mentioned uh, previously 
In the previous episode uh, is, a, is an alcoholic drink that looks like the Greek Tsipuro. Uh, so uh, when you see it, it looks like water, but uh, has uh, mo- more than 40 degrees. It can go up to 50 degrees and I don't know, maybe more. So it's uh, very strong and smells heavily of alcohol. Uh, you understand that uh, the moment you offered it to me, pff, uh, this, uh, you know, I couldn't even imagine me drinking something like that. Uh, immediately upon awakening. Uh, so I tried to say no and uh, fortunately he accepted it. Although I was sure that uh, a few moments later he would definitely offer me again as they were always doing. Uh, but I didn't stay for long because I wanted to witness uh, also the presentation that they were saying. And I wanted to see what uh, the villagers would show us. So I walked for a few meters uh, could be like 200-300 meters and I went to the river where the rest of the group was and uh, there was there were two guys there that were holding uh, stands, were, uh, wooden ones made by them and uh, they had also wooden arrows and uh, as you, when you uh, pull the trigger, let's say, there is a rope that is unleashed uh, which uh, goes to the arrow and then uh, the arrow starts flying. And they were using them in order to kill rats or to kill snakes, but uh, from a medium distance. So they had put a target there and uh, everyone was uh, trying to make a good shot. Uh, So I tried it as well and uh, it was a funny uh, tool or uh, weapon, let's say, that they were using. So after finishing with that, uh, came two ladies. They were uh, more than 60, maybe 70 years old, in order to show us the traditional ways of uh, processing rice. So the rice uh, was inside the the cossack, and uh, the late, uh, and obviously there should be a way in order to take the rice uh, out of the cossack. So what they were doing, they had the a big wooden bucket and the rice was inside so they were starting hitting it with some very heavy woods and one by one and they were doing it rhythmically and it was like making some kind of tune so it was going like toop 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 the one and the other so they were breaking it this way and the rice was coming out of the Kozak Uh, then uh, there, there was a, they had to find a way, they had to have a way, of course, in order to divide the Kozak from the rice. So they had a very big disc where uh, they were moving it in a specific way and then below it there was another disc uh, where the Kozak was going because the Kozak was uh, much lighter So when they were moving it, uh, this was uh, released and uh, in the end uh, in the disc uh, was left only uh, the rice. And this disc of course was made out of bamboo like many of the things there as uh, the bamboo trees are very abundant in these areas. After finishing with this uh, we took also some videos and uh, it was worth it finding out, learning about that although as far as we were informed uh, this method is no longer being used as uh, there are specific machines that uh, they are doing the same job uh, more easily and quickly and so on and this was the obvious. Uh, in any case uh, we saw something interesting 
about traditional ways of processing the food because as you can understand the rice uh, is an important part uh, of uh, not only their uh, nutrition but generally as I said before making drinks and uh, several other things that's why of course there are a lot of rice fields here so after this uh, finished uh, we returned back to our bungalow gathered our things and uh, we started walking outside of the village because uh, out of the village because we had a long road ahead of us and uh, we had to get back also at some top point um, so we started walking in a road that was uh, that uh, was uh, was a dirty road however uh, it w there was a possibility for a car to be in it it wasn't a jungle road uh, that's why we saw a few motorbikes on our way uh, of course uh, it was also in the, on the mountain and from the one side uh, there were the very high cliffs and on the other hand uh, we could see plenty and plenty of rice fields and behind them we would also see hills and mountains so the view started uh, very nicely and as we continued uh, we knew that we would pass through two villages the first village that we found uh, at about uh, 45 minutes uh, was a Camus village so it was uh, the same tribe as the one that we were living uh, we stayed for a while there we relaxed uh, we saw uh, some of the people and uh, their everyday lives as much as we could and we continued to the next the next one which was uh, a different tribe and this tribe uh, it wasn't definitely a smaller village and uh, we also didn't see a lot of men there as far as I remember uh, maybe they were out doing some work also the guide had told us that uh, the people there in generally uh, in general look uh, very thin because uh, it is part of the tradition let's say it's very common for this this lantern tribe to consume a lot of opium and uh, you can find many places of course where uh, people are addicted to opium in these areas after this village uh, we had to start uh, climbing the mountain as uh, the guide said and uh, uh, this was a very long road this would uh, he said we would do would, would be climbing for more than one hour and a half on the mountain at the same time uh, there was uh, the sun was really burning this day not that uh, the other days it wasn't and uh, the temperature I think should have been at least 38 degrees uh, so I was literally I was sweating and sweating all the time and uh, the route uh, however was really interesting uh, as it was expected because uh, the, the all part of it was uh, we were immersed in nature just uh, walking in, in small paths and going up the mountain uh, there was very heavy plantation there was uh, there were very old trees uh, and uh, it was a real jungle it was uh, maybe the most part uh, the best part of uh, the route we did in general these days uh, also there was also another one the first day when we were walking next to the stream that was uh, really magnificent 
So we walked uh, after doing also some stops. Uh, the group was all okay. The, the, the people uh, we were doing all well with each other. I think they were, were very nice characters and everyone was looking after each other. So everything uh, was going in a very pleasant way. Um, after walking and walking and walking and drinking water, hope we reached the stream. Uh, the plan was to eat lunch there. However, uh, we realized that there were too many flies and uh, it was impossible to stay there for uh, for a long time. Uh, so we just uh, relaxed a little bit next to the water and uh, I was uh, very happy to find out uh, that this water could be drunk. And uh, that was great since uh, I was getting out of water. My water was finishing and uh, also the, the, the little amount that I had uh, was like boiling, was very very hot. So the guide helped me fill my bottle with uh, fresh and cold water and uh, this was really, I enjoyed it really really much at this moment. So we walked for around for about uh, 20 minutes more and uh, we reached another place uh, where we could uh, have lunch. Uh, from my side, uh, as I said in the previous episode, I'm not uh, anyway eating till that time since I am doing intermittent fasting and I start eating at uh, around 7 p.m. every day. So I sat uh, a little next to them and uh, I uh, was just looking and uh, discussing with them, uh, watching them meet. Uh, this time they didn't, uh, the guy didn't cook. Uh, he had uh, bought food uh, for the people from uh, one of the villages that we passed. Uh, after relaxing also there, uh, we knew that uh, the route will start uh, becoming easier. We were going uh, downwards or at least uh, the, the ground was very flat. At the same time, uh, we seemed to be, there was an opening actually on, our, on one side and we would enjoy magnificent views from the opposite mountains. Because uh, for all the route before, uh, we didn't have any view and we were inside uh, very vast nature. So, at around uh, 3.30, we reached the end of the road and we reached actually the main road Uh, after passing from another village which was not so primitive compared to the previous ones uh, since it was close to the main road and had more easy, easier access to uh, technology, let's say. So the tuk-tuk was waiting there because the guide uh, had managed to call him before uh, when we have found signal and uh, the tuk-tuk took us and uh, After passing from uh, the bus station because uh, some guys wanted to directly leave to Luang Prabang and take a bus and uh, me and uh, two other guys uh, returned uh, to the center of uh, Luang Namta. Uh, when I went down there uh, I was of course very very tired but uh, there was uh, still sun in the sky. I returned uh, for a while to after drinking a coffee actually because uh, I hadn't drunk a coffee all day the village didn't have uh, actually they had these uh, sackets uh, which is a mix of uh, milk powder and sugar uh, together with a little coffee which is something that uh, I don't like at all so I prefer to, to pass so I went first for a nice coffee 
since uh, it was also very hot uh, still and uh, then uh, I returned for, uh, to my hotel in order to check in again uh, for my room and make the arrangements and then to return back to town uh, in order to uh, eat something because the time would uh, be okay for me then uh, when I went to the bungalow I stayed a little bit outside in my balcony in order to relax uh, and enjoy the view because there is a very nice view from my bungalow that uh, from bungalow that I was living uh, in Luang Namta and then uh, as I was sitting there uh, next to my bungalow was uh, another room and uh, I heard uh, a person coming and I realized that uh, this uh, girl that was coming to stay in the next bungalow was one girl that I had not exactly met, but I had seen her on the boat uh, from uh, Huayxai to Pak Beng. But we, we hadn't exchanged any word, we had just, uh, I had just seen her. And uh, so many kilometers away and uh, a few days later than that, it appears that uh, she comes and stay, to stay in a room exactly next to me. Uh, so we chatted for a while, she had gone first to Luang Prabang and from there to Luang Namda. She actually did the two-day trip with a slow boat, uh, as most people are doing. They go from uh, Huai Xai, they stop the night in Pak Beng, like I did, and then uh, they continue to Luang Prabang. But uh, because this is a trip towards the south, and uh, I wanted to go to Luang Namta, I didn't continue the same day and I went there from uh, Pak Beng. Actually the best way to go to Luang Namta is from uh, Huai Xai, which is like a four hour bus trip. Uh, while I, from Pak Beng I did uh, around 10 hours by changing two buses. Uh, but I wanted to do also the trip by boat, that's why. This girl uh, had gone uh, one more day down to Luang Prabang and uh, had to do a little bigger trip than mine, I think, to go from Luang Prabang to Luang Namta. Although I'm not sure because there is a possibility that uh, there was a direct bus from Luang Prabang to Luang Namta and she may have done uh, similar hours than me or maybe less because I had also to change buses in Udom Ksai from Pak Beng to Luang Namta. So... I did more to go there to arrive. Uh, after chatting then for a while and I told them I told her that uh, I had just returned from the trek and described here my impressions like I am doing with you. Uh, I went back to town uh, in order to find something to eat. The time was already I think around seven o'clock. Uh, the sun had set so I sat in a restaurant, uh, and the same restaurant actually that uh, I was sitting all these days that I was staying in uh, Luang Namta. When I ordered food, I noticed uh, one guy entering uh, the restaurant, and there were many customers in there anyway, and I realized uh, that this guy was uh, a guy that I had met on the bus from Pak Beng to Udom Ksai that I described before that uh, I did this trip uh, the day after the boat trip that I described in the previous episodes uh, as well. Uh, this guy was the only European or white, let's say, in, all, in that bus that day, 
and we had met, uh, we had uh, discussed for some time and uh, he looked like an interesting person. He wasn't a tourist, uh, he was uh, working for a non-governmental organization and uh, he was helping in several ways uh, the Laos communities uh, since he had uh, the appropriate education for that. So, um, when I met him, uh, I greeted him and he came and sat on my table. He told me that uh, he wasn't planning to come there. I knew that because he had told me that he was going to Dongchai. But uh, since it was uh, uh, the period of the celebration of the new year, he didn't uh, stay in Dongchai and he came for a few days in, uh, to visit Luang Namta because I, I had told him that it is an interesting place. Uh, the funny thing is that I remember w- when I had greeted him in Udom Ksai that I went to take the other bus while he would stay there, he told me that, uh, who knows, maybe we will meet somewhere uh, because Laos is not a big country anyway. And this is what happened. So he described that uh, he had gone that day to uh, Muang Sing, uh, which is a city around 62 kilometers on the north, and uh, it is uh, also eight kilometers uh, away from the border with China. He said that uh, he had hired a motorbike and uh, he did an amazing route. Actually, he stayed there the night and had returned that day. And uh, he said that the route is amazing, although Muang Sing doesn't have anything specific, but uh, the route is really worth it. Um, I remember I had also marked uh, Muang Sing as an uh, interesting uh, destination from Luang Namta and I, I also knew that uh, there were many hill tribe villages close there that are also interesting to visit. But uh, something similar to that uh, is happening also in uh, Luang Namta and uh, that's why the first day that I was there, that I described in the previous episode, I biked around the town and visited a few of them, uh, while uh, I did the two days trekking where I also, uh, as I described, uh, so and stayed the night in a hill tribe village. Uh, but uh, he also told me that the route uh, was amazing and had uh, incredible nature and so on. Uh, we talked there, then uh, we went for a little while in the night market uh, where I bought and he also bought uh, some uh, uh, fruit juices uh, where they are amazing here because the fruits are really amazing and uh, they also when it is very hot uh, they are in my opinion the best thing to drink at this time. Uh, so after drinking uh, the juices we started walking towards home, uh, he was living also close to me. Uh, he went to his hotel and uh, I went to mine, uh, the time was more uh, after 10 o'clock and uh, you know here in Laos, especially in the small cities where most towns are small or villages, uh, they operate a lot uh, according to the sun. So. When the sun uh, goes down, uh, things, uh, markets and uh, shops uh, start closing and after 10 o'clock you can hardly find anything open in general. Uh, While uh, Luang Namta, for example, is a very small town, doesn't have bars, uh, doesn't have uh, clubs. So... Uh, for these days, uh, as, a time, as time is passing, I am uh, realizing that I am getting this atmosphere and uh, I am uh, also balance, balancing with that and I know 
that uh, if I miss to do something and I leave it, uh, when it gets late, uh, I won't have the chance to do it. So I know that I cannot just go and eat at 11 o'clock at night. It's not the easiest thing. Uh, at the same time, there are many villages and towns, most of them, that uh, only the last years uh, have electricity, while others don't even have, like the village that we stayed. Uh, so it's normal for them to... They don't have anything to do at night. If you don't have electricity, if you think about it, uh, there, isn't, uh, there aren't many things to do apart from having sex. So maybe that's why many of them have a lot of children as well. <laughs> anyway, um, so I did some things that I had to do this day and uh, I went to sleep. Uh, but I knew that uh, because I was also extremely tired after this long trek and this... Uh, two very, very energetic days. In, uh, and actually it wasn't only energetic, but there were uh, important experiences uh, for my life in general. Uh, so I didn't put an alarm, although I woke up uh, the next day in a normal time. I was expecting to wake up uh, later. And in general, my idea was to a little bit relax from all this and leave the next day. Uh, but uh, and just uh, hire a motorbike maybe and do a little bigger route uh, around the town where I knew there were also some hill tribe villages to visit there was a big stupa and a waterfall which uh, at this moment wasn't a waterfall it was mostly a pool as uh, is a dry the rainy season hasn't started yet uh, so there isn't a lot of water too uh, but uh, since I thought that I had time, I decided to do the same thing uh, as Eric, because Eric uh, is the French guy, the guy I met uh, at night uh, after the uh, that I had met in the bus with Pak Beng and came to the restaurant. So uh, I thought that uh, since he said that it is a good idea, I decided to do it too. And uh, I, I, we talked also in some messages because the previous night we were discussing uh, the case that maybe we could go together around the town uh, and relax uh, in the hill tribe villages. Um, so um, I told him that I am planning to do the same route as he did. So uh, anyway, when I left my hotel, uh, he was sitting in a restaurant opposite of uh, where they were renting bike, uh, motorbikes. Actually, everything is happening in the same place in Luang Namta because it's a very small town. Uh, so I went there, I met him for a while and we talked. Uh, I told him about my plan and uh, after greeting him, I, I went uh, opposite there and uh, hired a motorbike, an automatic one, same as the one uh, I was using in Chiang Rai, which uh, was, uh, appeared to be very, very convenient. So I took happily the motorbike and after fooling it with petrol, uh, I started, I took the road, uh, which from the beginning was very, very interesting since I was going next to the Namur River and I was looking at the valley on my one hand side and on uh, my left hand side was, uh, were the mountains. And actually, the whole route uh, was full of nature. Uh, I was most of the time among the mountains, and after some point, I officially uh, went inside once again this uh, vast area of uh, Namha protected area. 
that was uh, also the area that we went trekking but somewhere else because as I said we're talking about a huge area so indeed the, the route was really amazing in the meantime I passed also from some places where the locals were swimming I was thinking I wanted to go swimming because uh, Eric also had told me that there are some very nice places to swim if you want but I wasn't sure that I had time since uh, the route to there uh, because it was in the mountains and uh, I didn't also have a car I just had a motorbike of 125cc so, and I also I'm not an expert in motorbikes uh, I wasn't very quickly thus uh, to go to uh, Muangxing would be more than one hour and a half and if you take into account uh, that you have to stop also to take photographs or uh, uh, meet locals which was what happened to me and uh, start chatting with them uh, sitting with them uh, in, uh, during the route and so on uh, the time is passing uh, much quicker than uh, you can imagine uh, I was also passing of course from too many hill tribe villages uh, which was uh, a very very interesting aspect of uh, all this trip and uh, as I said uh, while all this trip was uh, mountainous uh, uh, just a few kilometers before uh, reaching Wangxing uh, the landscape changed and uh, once again appeared uh, the too many rice fields as we were uh, reaching China uh, this uh, was uh, once again very nice of course and very beautiful and uh, to my surprise there was also a few rice fields where uh, there were green because uh, at this period uh, most rice fields uh, are dry uh, since uh, this is the period uh, I reached then uh, I reached in the end uh, Muangxing and uh, indeed it looked like a small village uh, it wasn't big at all and uh, didn't seem to have a lot of people not a lot of shops and so on so I continued and uh, I tried to find uh, a place called a village next to it uh, which was called So because one of the locals that I met uh, when I was going there had told me that it's very nice there to swim if I want uh, however I didn't uh, manage to find it and uh, I, th I thought that uh, it's better now since I'm here let's go to up to the borders with China and uh, I'll see later if I have time maybe I will search once more uh, on the route to the road when I passed from so then it was not more than six kilometers to the border and uh, once again it was full of rice fields there and uh, there were some points that were also forests uh, in the meantime uh, there were many labels uh, on the right on my and on my left hand side uh, that were leading to of, of roads uh, that were uh, leading to villages uh, uh, also as I was driving the road I would see too many Chinese trucks uh, going inside Laos and uh, driving also quickly full of products uh, too many of them anyway I when I, I I had understood that I am close to the borders at some point I saw a label saying stop and uh, I, I didn't even have the time to look at it for many moments when uh, a Chinese guard appeared on my left hand side and uh, just told me to turn around 
So it wasn't anything interesting there. Maybe it was the checkpoint and he understood that uh, I was just a tourist going here and there. So I just turned around and returned back. And then on my route to Muangxing, I started taking the the other roads and getting inside villages where I witnessed also very traditional villages once more. I everything you know about a village, you know, children playing around, uh, having fun, uh, people you know doing basic works. Uh, these people seem to uh, seems that they were farmers, uh, judging from the vehicles they were driving. Not many vehicles, but anyway, uh, they were others were sitting around. Uh, and once again, of course, the the technology there were very low levels of technology obviously but this is something that uh, i am very used now in laos as uh, most places are like that and uh, most buildings are built of uh, wood or uh, bamboo in most towns and villages that you go uh, so this was this was very interesting and uh, i didn't go of course to all the villages as there were too many of them I went to Sam and uh, then I continued my way back uh, where I passed from inside Muangxing, this uh, almost border town with China, uh, which uh, was in, once again I noticed that it was a small town with uh, very uh, with two temples that were maybe the only interesting thing there. And I continued. Uh, I thought that I still had time to be okay, and I continued. Uh, my route after Muangxing uh, to go back, but uh, only a few kilometers after uh, Muangxing, I saw a road leading uh, higher on the hill. I took the road uh, which was uh, steep as well and uh, uh, went up to a point uh, where I saw something like a park there, uh, uh, which, were, which was, I thought, a nice place to stop for a while and look at it and take some photos. Uh, when I parked the motorbike, uh, I looked on my left and saw that there was a temple and immediately there was an old monk welcoming me with a smile. Uh, so I came close uh, to him and uh, I realized that he, was, uh, he knew English. So I started chatting with him and he explained that this, uh, in this monastery were living uh, three monks in total. He also told me that in this park uh, that uh, I had noticed in the beginning uh, is a dangerous area when it gets dark because too many people go there in order to smoke opium. So uh, it's not the best area. Uh, then uh, the discussion went to, uh, uh, went to the topic of uh, Buddhism and he told me, after he explained to me some stages uh, in order to reach uh, Nirvana, he asked me what is my religion. Now, you know, for me it was difficult to describe that, uh, you know, it's a basic understanding of mine that I cannot get, uh, I cannot uh, be under any specific label, although I may find it interesting since uh, this is uh, very limiting. And this is a long discussion which, uh, about which I am talking a lot about, but there's no point now. But um, I, I described that in my humble opinion, uh, 
you can find wisdom uh, in many, in all of the religions and in philosophies. And uh, what I have noticed is that uh, the basic understanding of all wise people uh, has uh, a lot of similarities. Uh, um, apart from that, uh, what I think is just that uh, the different cultures describe uh, the same things in a different way, using a different wording, and according to their uh, traditions. They can't uh, always, uh, they can't, uh, not all of the people can't speak the same language. Uh, he replied that yes, but uh, only the Buddhists uh, can uh, achieve nirvana. I replied to him that uh, I don't think so because uh, he may not know something about this uh, when, uh, in according to what he knows about Christianity. But uh, there is also Christianity is not necessarily exactly what you know about it and what is popular about it because there is a during the times of Jesus Christ and even today still about from some people uh, there is uh, the esoteric Christianity uh, where is a, a neoplatonic uh, understanding of uh, Christianity also there are a lot of uh, mystic, mystic sects, esotericists uh, there are alchemists and several other groups that uh, have uh, an understanding and have also managed to achieve uh, higher states of consciousness, uh, same or similar to the ones uh, described by Buddhism. He didn't uh, reply anything to that and uh, then uh, the discussion went uh, about the situation in the world and uh, how things uh, are going wrong and what really matters for us, uh, the humans, is to take care of our hearts. And this is what I, what is the most important thing that I take from this discussion. That he told me that uh, if, you ha if you maintain your heart, the goodness in your heart, then uh, your thoughts will also be good and your actions will also be good. And the way you uh, socialize with other people will also be good. At the same time, uh, the world has gone in a different direction and uh, you see the politicians that are uh, putting people all the time to fight uh, against each other and make wars and they always dichotomize. Uh, unfortunately, I would have really wanted to stay but I knew that uh, I didn't have enough time so I greeted him and uh, I was very happy to receive his blessing. So I waved goodbye and I took my motorbike and I went down the road to reach once again the main road in order to return back. Uh, I had uh, about 58 kilometers to enter Luang Namta. Uh, but, and there was still uh, some light, but uh, at the same, but I knew that uh, for sure uh, the sun will soon set, and I will have to drive uh, many kilometers in the dark and in the mountains. Uh, but the main issue for me was to manage to be back at eight o'clock, uh, since uh, I had to return the motorbike at this time. 
So I was driving and enjoying uh, even more the environment uh, than uh, on my way to Muangxing in China because uh, as the sun was setting uh, the mountains were becoming more mysterious and uh, were rele releasing mist as well which was really fantastic. I could uh, hardly, uh, there was almost no car on the road that was alone for kilometers and kilometers Uh, which was uh, something that was making me sometimes sadder. So, uh, in the end it appears, ah, in the meantime, uh, where I was, uh, when I passed from one of the many villages, which most of them uh, were empty since it was dark, and as I said, when it gets dark, the people go home, but uh, after passing from one village, uh, I saw some youngsters, around six people, Uh, walking on the street with on the on this main road, main road. When I say main road, I mean uh, the road uh, that was leading to Luang Namta. This isn't exactly a main road. So uh, these guys uh, somehow saw that I am from uh, I'm not a local, and they greeted me and uh, they came close to me and uh, they started uh, doing signs uh, with my hands uh, with their hands to turn around and go and sleep in their houses because uh, they thought that it is dark and uh, there was a long road to Luang Namta so I'd better uh, go stay the night there and uh, continue the next day. So good people they were. Uh, anyway, I continued my way and uh, in the end uh, I managed to be in Luang Namta and outside the shop at 5 uh, minutes after 8. Unfortunately, the shop had closed and uh, I didn't like this. It was uh, I was feeling I was thinking that it is something unfortunate because uh, I had left my passport there. Plus I had to uh, return the motorbike, and uh, while the next morning I wanted to take the early bus, so uh, I, d I wasn't sure what time they open. But even if they open uh, before I had to go, I knew that I had to wake up even earlier and have in my mind that I have to go there in order to make the arrangements and take back my passport and so on. So the other problem was that I had some telephone numbers but uh, the thing here in Laos is that uh, they have some uh, SIM cards that are only internet. So when I entered Laos and went to Hwai Xai, I went to a shop to take a SIM card and without understanding because The lady didn't know a lot of English, she didn't, she didn't know anything actually, and she, she had given me a SIM card that uh, you couldn't make calls, you couldn't uh, charge it, let's say, and make calls, you just couldn't make calls, so I wasn't uh, able to make phone calls, uh, but I thought that uh, other people would help me, so I went to the next shop, uh, which was actually doing the same job, it was also renting motorbikes, And I tried to explain to him uh, what was my problem and uh, asked him if it is possible to call for him to call, uh, to call my guy uh, in order to find him and uh, tell him to come back. Uh, to my surprise, uh, this guy didn't want to help me at all and uh, tried to avoid me and saying that uh, his phone uh, cannot, uh, doesn't have money to make a phone call. Then uh, I went on the shop next on the other side that was a pharmacy where uh, there the guy told me that uh, he had left his mobile phone at home 
So he also couldn't call. Uh, this, uh, I don't think that it was uh, the best uh, way of behaving, but anyway. Uh, then uh, I went uh, to the restaurant that I was going these days and I found the lady working there who, who obviously she helped me, she also was very kind and uh, very helpful in general and also clever. Uh, so fortunately she, she called and arranged everything so the guy from the store uh, came 6-7 uh, minutes later, uh, gave me my passport, I returned my motorbike and everything uh, went fine. Then, uh, of course, uh, what, where else I could go eat, I, I went once again to eat with her and uh, after some time also Eric came, uh, that was uh, in his hotel uh, and came and we started chatting and I told him that this was an amazing route that uh, he told me to do and it was really worth it and uh, I started telling him uh, what I had uh, seen on my way and uh, how interesting it was and how much I enjoyed it. So everything was fine. Uh, I had uh, driven this day f uh, about 150 kilometers, 140, something like that, uh, in a difficult road. I was tired and also I was uh, I had a long trip the next day. But uh, we stayed uh, for at some until some point with Eric. Uh, he also explained to me. Uh, what is the issue in France right now with the, with the prices of the petrol that are increasing and uh, the problem is that uh, many people that live outside the center and because there is lower taxation there and they are actually poorer people uh, they were commuting to work, uh, they had to commute to work with their cars but now with the increasing the prices of the fuel Uh, they also, these people have also a problem and it is uh, more difficult for them to manage the uh, ever-increasing costs uh, of life. Uh, so the time passed and uh, it was uh, around 11 o'clock when uh, I went uh, back to the hotel uh, and prepared for the next day because I had to wake up at 7 o'clock in order to go and take the bus. The next day then uh, I woke up and uh, I went to the morning market of that was very close to the hotel, it was about five minutes walk, in order to find the, another tuk-tuk in order to take me to the bus station. The thing uh, also with Luang Namta and it seems with other places as well is that the bus station of the town is uh, about 10 kilometers away, the one that uh, has buses for uh, other places of Laos. The one that the bus station that is inside the town uh, is only for uh, very close trips uh, in the area of Luang Namta. Uh, so I had to go there. I, I went also because if it is a low, if it is a big city, of course, makes sense for the bus station to be far. But in such a small city, uh, to have a bus station 10 kilometers away, the only the only thing that I can understand is that they do it in order for the tuk-tuk drivers to make money because the tourists and everyone actually that comes with a bus uh, has to eventually uh, go to the city with a tuk-tuk. So the tuk-tuks, uh, once again, uh, and, and in case you don't know, are uh, like, like small trucks uh, that operate like taxis. So I went to the bus station. I was there very early at around 8.15 and I went to buy a ticket 
uh, when I asked for the ticket, actually for a ticket to Luang, to Nonkiao, Nonkiao was my next destination that I had decided to go. I forgot to mention that uh, Nonkiao has a very good uh, reputation. Uh, it's uh, southern from uh, Luang Namta and is uh, in the Luang Prabang province. Luang Prabang is the big, uh, the most important, not the biggest, the most important city of Laos, according to what people believe generally. And everyone says uh, very nice things about the town. So when I asked for the ticket, uh, the lady there told me the bus was to leave at nine o'clock. Uh, the guy, the, the lady there, the girl there told me that uh, there is no bus. So and then I said, what do you mean there is no bus? And why there is no bus? Uh, what do you mean by that? And uh, she just tried to avoid me like many other people are doing the same here. So when she said that, uh, I had to find another way. She told me actually that there is another bus that will pass from Nongkiao, but uh, this bus would leave at 11 o'clock. So I had to wait another two hours and a half for the bus. Um, I know that uh, in Laos things work like that and uh, the buses leave whenever they want or they don't leave at all. Uh, depending on I don't know what, uh, so it wasn't that I was surprised, uh, but I, the most the thing is that I wanted to know how to reach my destination. Uh, at the beginning, I thought that uh, the only thing that I can do is to wait till 11 o'clock, uh, but later um, I also found uh, the two uh, two uh, French couple that was uh, with me in the trek that we went in the jungle and uh, they were very nice people, very helpful and uh, extremely friendly and so then we started uh, we started saying with the with the man that uh, maybe they were taking the bus to Luang Prabang and they were saying that maybe their bus uh, will pass from a, a, a town where I could from their commute to Nongkiao because from there Nongkiao was uh, about an hour away or less. This place was called uh, Pak Mong. So I went uh, to the tickets uh, to the ticket office again and uh, I asked what he thinks about this idea and uh, the other another guy, not this girl I talked before. And this guy said that it's a good idea to go to Pak Mong and then uh, catch another bus from there or maybe a tuk-tuk or something. So I got in the bus uh, together with the French couple and the uh, other locals and uh, indeed at 9 o'clock we started. We reached Pak Mong, uh, if I remember well, uh, we stopped also a little in Udom Ksai of course and we continued because Udom Ksai is a very central location in, in terms of the north of Laos. It's actually the biggest city of the north of Laos and many buses are passing from there. Uh, we ended up in Pak Mong, uh, where I went down and uh, I was told that uh, I had to wait for uh, some people. Uh, we had to be at least uh, six people in order for a bus uh, to start. So I knew that uh, in order to, to have done a better choice than to take the bus of 11 o'clock from uh, Luang Namta would be if I would wait there less than two hours. 
Um, so I started there waiting and waiting and they said they would call me because this is what they generally do. So the people in the bus stations are uh, sitting there in the in the seats and are waiting for, for when uh, the number of people will be enough in order for the bus to leave. These are how things work in Laos unfortunately, so you need to have a lot of patience, uh, you need to understand that uh, if you make this choice to come to Laos and travel, especially in the northern areas, uh, this is something common and uh, you can never be sure uh, about the time, plus uh, the distances uh, are very very slow because there, is, there are no good roads, uh, there are not uh, very nice coaches and so not always nice coaches, new ones, modern ones so you need to know that you need to show patience so I sat there, I was waiting, it was about one hour I asked them one, two, three times I think if there was anything happening, uh, they said that I have to wait and uh, when I had waited about I think one hour and one quarter uh, I went once again to ask and uh, I was told that the bus would go one hour and a half after that and I had to wait I was def definitely I was a little disappointed also as I said I know that things work like that here there's no <coughs> organization uh, but uh, Immediately when I was told that and I was disappointed, suddenly another guy there from the bus station uh, uh, asked, told me to go to another minivan. So I went to a minivan which was full of people and was going to Nonkiao. So I can't ex understand exactly what is going on with these people. Uh, Anyway, I, I entered the bus that was full of locals and in 45 minutes in an outstanding route once again we were in Nongkiao. Nongkiao, immediately when I arrived I was very very impressed. We are talking about a very picturesque area. There is, it's built on Namu River and there is a big bridge uh, connecting the two sides of the village because Nongkiao is a village but uh, the views uh, of the river are outstanding the houses uh, are very picturesque they, they are, it is full of bungalows and uh, the most important thing is that uh, on both sides there, uh, there are vast mountains very tall mountains uh, on both sides and uh, the city in between, like, uh, like as you see in the fjords. Uh, at the same time, uh, you see the mountains full of mist and full of green, and uh, the sun setting behind them, and is a really, really, really wonderful place in terms of beauty. So that was amazing, and I started uh, taking photos and uh, walking around but uh, I wanted to reach the hotel uh, the hotel what I am doing here uh, for about the hotels is that uh, I just walk in instead of uh, booking ahead because there is a, the, uh, the prices are much lower if you do it like that you can do your research before if you want and see which ones have good ratings and which ones are good but if you just walk in and ask for a room instead of uh, booking in a, in a website from a website uh, that has uh, hotels and so on, 
uh, you can find much much lower prices uh, even more than 20 percent uh, 20 to 30 percent at least uh, lower than the advertised price so i went to one of the hotels that uh, i had found uh, the guy there unfortunately didn't seem to know any english in any case uh, also i was hoping that he would give me a room uh, that would have a, a view of the river because uh, this is what uh, this hotel is supposed to offer but uh, he said he didn't have any room for me that has the view of the river not that it was very important since uh, there while it was still sun I would anyway go out and then at night uh, I would uh, I would anyway not be able to see anything uh, so I went to the room and I left immediately I just, I just left my things and uh, I went uh, again to see the very beautiful view from the bridge and uh, I was looking the one side of the river of the village from the opposite side and the opposite thing and I was really impressed it was uh, it looked like an amazing amazing place and uh, it's not a coincidence that uh, it has started becoming famous in terms of Lao destinations uh, and uh, all this has uh, it hasn't I don't think there are many years it's less than uh, 15 years that uh, uh, people in a worldwide scale have started learning the beauty of Nong Kiao so what I was doing is uh, walking around uh, while by the way I, I didn't know what my plan exactly would be because uh, although Nongkiao was beautiful, uh, it seems that uh, I had uh, issues with uh, communicating with people because for me it's very important to communicate with uh, someone, at least one person that is local in order to give me some tips or uh, tell me about some things because uh, the, this information cannot uh, be found anywhere, at least in total, you can find some pieces if you search around or if you read some guides or some posts on the internet or if you look at the maps but uh, if you don't have someone uh, that he can uh, give you some explanations uh, even in order to find things out uh, will take a lot of time and uh, I, I and most travelers don't have this time because uh, we can't just stay in every place for uh, 10 days in order to learn what is going on. So in the hotel uh, there was no communication which is a standard place to gather information and then later uh, I went somewhere to eat and this lady that was working there also quickly gave me two names of villages uh, that uh, I couldn't even f I, I didn't even know where they were because uh, I couldn't find them anywhere on the internet so I was in a situation that uh, I didn't know exactly then I, I searched also on the internet I found some information but I didn't know exactly where to how to go to these places so I didn't know this day although I was this was the, my only concern at that time uh, I didn't know exactly what to do the next day um, because it is a, a very uh, small place, although I saw several tourists, uh, things uh, started closing once again after 9.30. Um, and since I was uh, also from a long trip and from an early awakening and I wanted also to record a Greek podcast, 
I returned to the hotel, I think, uh, at around nine o- uh, 10 o'clock it was uh, when I returned to the hotel. So um, there are two things here that uh, matter to me. First of all, I didn't know exactly what to do in Nongkiao. Although it seems that there aren't many things to do. And uh, the other thing is that uh, there is this place called Muanggoi. Uh, which uh, can only be accessed by boat. So there are boats from from Nongkiao that take you to Muanggoi in uh, about 45 minutes uh, after you pass from uh, a few villages. Muanggoi is uh, described as another place of outstanding beauty. It has been uh, also recently discovered and uh, actually it is only the last five years that there is uh, electricity. It used to be a famous uh, backpacking area back in the day uh, where many people uh, were going in order to live a lifestyle of uh, no electricity and so on. Um, So there were these uh, two things I didn't go, because I would definitely go to Muangoi, but I was thinking to go the next day or to stay in Nongkiao, do something and go the other day. The thing is, uh, one thing I am doing these days is sometimes uh, my decisions uh, come by themselves. So I did. I decided to not decide yesterday and uh, wake up first, see how I feel and, uh, disca- uh, and then uh, decide uh, at that point. So I slept, uh, I slept well, I think, uh, I woke up, uh, I gathered my things and, uh, I dis- and it was extremely hot, by the way. As I am coming uh, south, it seems um, the weather is becoming uh, warmer. Anyway, so I don't even remember right now how I came to the decision to go to Muangoi. Maybe I decided this, um, I'm thinking because, in fact, uh, although Nongkiao was very beautiful, I didn't like uh, the whole atmosphere there. Um, I don't have much experience, of course, I didn't stay for long, but uh, people didn't seem so kind to me. I tried to ask uh, information from some men they didn't give me or uh, they gave me just some basic things. Uh, I went to a place, uh, I ordered coffee, I sat on the table and after 10 minutes came the guy and told me that uh, the cooker is away and he cannot make me coffee and if I want to make a drink juice. I went in another shop, asked for coffee and not only they didn't have but when I asked if they know anyone else that has said that they don't know, like kicking me away. Then, and then in the end I went to the hotel that I was staying to drink some coffee. This coffee maybe was the worst coffee I have ever drunk. Uh, I don't know how they mixed this, uh, this coffee. Maybe it was Nescafe, but somehow they had put a lot of water and uh, there was hardly any coffee taste and this was water with a little coffee taste. Uh, so I didn't even drink most of it. And in general, uh, I don't know why it feels that uh, I felt that it wasn't uh, so much welcoming atmosphere. And uh, I can't know for sure, uh, but I believe that uh, this is what happens in a lot of places that uh, have a very quick growth. 
so people seems that uh, they don't have the maturity to deal with money it's uh, very quickly a lot of money coming on their hands and uh, they start losing it and instead of uh, becoming more relaxed uh, they start focusing only on how to make more money or else uh, nothing matters this has happened I think in a lot of places on earth and in Greece so maybe that's why I went to the boat office uh, which I had found the previous day by myself where it is I had searched in the dark and uh, I found, I went there and I booked a ticket, uh, I knew that the bus, uh, the boat was leaving at 2.30. Uh, actually, I had to leave before the roof at 12 o'clock and after drinking this, let's say, coffee and before searching for it, uh, I did some work on my laptop waiting for the time to go at around about 1.30 in order to go to the boat office, which was on the opposite side of the river, which I think is the old town in order to and I took I, I took the ticket and uh, I was then waiting for the boat uh, I went then to another place to ask for coffee and in this place uh, they said they make coffee but then uh, this girl didn't know how to put the, the socket and uh, warm the water then uh, I asked if they have any plastic cup they didn't have plastic cups or searching plastic cups they didn't find so I then said I'm gonna take a bottle of water and don't worry, it's okay, that's fine. So I, uh, I went to the boat, the boat left at around 2.30 and uh, this was really a very nice route once again. We were sailing the river, uh, going against its stream, uh, we were stopping in between uh, villages that were uh, children uh, most of the time uh, swimming and playing on the river. Also you would see bulls and cows uh, in the water because even them couldn't stand the hot weather and the sun. It was extremely hot and it's not a coincidence that not many people were out. Then uh, after around one hour for 45 minutes uh, we reached uh, Muangoi. As we went uh, down the boat and uh, we had to climb a few stairs in order to get inside the village there was a white the guy there that was uh, looking towards the boats uh, so he approached me and he asked me do you have a room I said uh, no I said uh, I, I have one and if you want uh, you can come and check and of course if, if you don't want uh, you can go I have a good price and this um, the thing is that uh, previously Today, as I was sitting uh, before uh, I waited for the boat, I had uh, done a search here. Of course, there aren't many guest houses, and but I had found uh, three different choices that looked uh, like good ones, and I wanted to to check and maybe stay. Similar as I said before, uh, without having an earlier booking. Um, but when I had searched the reviews, I knew uh, I saw one uh, guest house uh, with bungalows that had uh, uh, an, a, a very good rating, not the best, but very good rating. But uh, they were talking there about uh, the owner, which is a Swedish guy, and uh, they were saying also a few bad things, like that he had fought with some customers, or that he showed that he didn't care, and so on. 
So uh, this guy at some point uh, asked me if I am Italian, like everyone is asking me the same, uh, 99% of the people. I explained to him that uh, I am not Greek and uh, then I asked him uh, where is he from because I had imagined that maybe he was uh, this Swedish guy and he said uh, I am uh, from Sweden so I understood. Um, so I wanted to see, the thing is that as we were going towards the hotel for uh, more than five minutes walking, uh, he, was go- he was very kind to me and he wa- had already started giving me tips. Uh, he was explaining me things, uh, he was uh, very attentive and uh, he looked like uh, everything okay with him. Then uh, we went to the bungalow which uh, indeed looked nice, uh, I am staying here now and uh, it looked okay to me, also the price uh, was much lower than the price I had seen on booking.com which was uh, something that I was expecting like I said before. And uh, then uh, after leaving my bag uh, I went to the place where he lives which is like a reception uh, a little fa- uh, not uh, a little further away from my room and then uh, there we also started discussing uh, which uh, he gave me a lot of tips uh, I understood uh, a lot of things about the area I asked him uh, any information I needed he had uh, painted on the wall uh, a map uh, so he described to me what is nice to do here and uh, uh, to be honest I am very very grateful till now to him because uh, I was really relieved and I experienced such a different situation uh, compared to Nongkiao. He spoke perfect English, uh, whatever I needed he, he knew it and apart from that uh, I think he had set up a very good business here not only with the bungalows that he was renting, but uh, he, they had also, because he, had ma- he has married uh, a Lao girl, uh, they had also a restaurant uh, here, uh, he was renting uh, canoes, and uh, who knows what other businesses he had, and, uh, but he, he seemed uh, very honest the way he was uh, describing things, and uh, I understood that uh, from what he said that he was uh, For the last few years he was keeping investing, 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 uh, but now he has decided to uh, stop and uh, start reaping the fruits of the investment and maybe he will do it uh, because uh, he seemed very clever and uh, the level of his organization is far, far away from uh, anything else uh, I saw in Nongkiao at least and maybe from here as well. Also here I think uh, there are also other professionals. Uh, so one, t- one of the tips uh, he gave me, actually after all these uh, very specific explanations that he gave me on all of the analysis, uh, I think I, because of that I have already decided how many days I will stay here and uh, I know exactly what to do and my program and uh, from the very first day it seems that I, I felt uh, knowing too much information about the area, which uh, is something amazing. For me and I was uh, really happy about that at last. Uh, I had someone to communicate that was perfect. So when uh, when I left from uh, from him because I had found out everything I needed, I returned to the hotel and uh, I went to do the first tip that he gave me. So I went to my room, I wore my swimsuit, uh, the time was about 4.30. 
where uh, I wore my, my swim suit and I headed to the river, but not to the main uh, Namur River, but uh, to one uh, uh, smaller river that uh, ends up in it, which is uh, cleaner, and uh, the people go there uh, in order to uh, swim or wash their stuff and so on. So I walked uh, for a few meters outside of the village, uh, not far away, and I went to a, a very very beautiful valley where the one mountain was really close to it and in there indeed there was a small river uh, I walked a little bit more next to the river uh, because I saw a uh, place where small children where a few children were playing and uh, I thought that maybe this is uh, the best place to swim they must know something Some things now, by the way, that I have noticed with uh, the Laotian children. First of all, uh, it's not like uh, many places in Europe. I know for sure, uh, for example, about Greece. Uh, I don't know exactly about other places, but I know a few things. So here in Laos, uh, the children are not all the time protected by their parents. So when they go swimming in the river, for example, there, there aren't the parents there to watch them and I'm talking now about uh, maybe six years old children five and four so there aren't uh, the parents there in order to protect them there aren't uh, parents there to say you know don't stay for long with a swimsuit and you have to change clothes or don't stay wet or be careful you might catch a cold or someone will steal you or uh, all of this over 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 protective uh, behaviors Uh, these children seem to be very free and uh, they play in the river, they do whatever they like and I haven't seen ever from all the hundreds of children seen playing and in, on the river, I have never seen uh, any parent being there and telling them, you know, don't uh, swim a lot and uh, be careful because there is water and uh, I don't know what. And this was the case there, now it was more than 15 children, all of them alone, playing and having fun. Uh, so I went there and uh, I took out my t-shirt and I entered the river. It was really refreshing, uh, although it, it wasn't cold, but uh, the water was refreshing to me as uh, the day was extremely hot. Uh, it wasn't a deep river, I would just, uh, I would only manage to put my whole body inside and be like uh, lying down. Uh, but I also, I liked uh, too much uh, the landscape there. I would see one mountain being next to me, I would see in front of me two very big mountains and specifically this place uh, is a viewpoint since uh, you would see two mountains and uh, the sun going down to set uh, in between them, which was really amazing and uh, actually I took a video uh, of the time that uh, the, of the last uh, minutes uh, when the sun was uh, hiding between the two mountains. Apart from that, uh, at some point, uh, some, uh, there was a track, that, a small track that came, and on the back of, the, of this track uh, were some women that uh, had uh, a lot of plates, so they were coming to the river in order to wash them, because, uh, as I said in other episodes as well, the river is a main part of the life of these people, and they use it in several ways. They get hydroelectric energy, They wash, they wash themselves, they wash their dishes, uh, they wash uh, their motorbikes, 
and um, too many other things that uh, I'm sure uh, I can't even the fish and too many other things that uh, I'm sure uh, I can't even imagine and I would need more time to find out and uh, another thing also that I wanted to mention about the children here is that I have noticed uh, very very usually that I think the girls here the small girls are extremely smart for some reason they look to me that they are very clever they look to me that they are very very much they look very mature at the same time they look very energetic and playful uh, they they seem to me that they are amazing creatures I am uh, really astonished about uh, these uh, small Laotian girls and I see it very very usually it's uh, it's unbelievable how 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 clever this uh, these small creatures look. It's uh, it's really. I think I haven't ever seen something like that. Uh, so after the sun uh, went behind the mountains, I took the way back and I went from another route, as uh, the guy from the hotel had advised me, and I passed uh, through the vill through the village from uh, another place. Uh, this is uh, Mwangui now is. Uh, is a small village, is very very traditional uh, once again uh, like I said before it has only been five years uh, where they had electricity it's a place uh, that is purely traditional the house, it, you can see uh, cows uh, on the, walking on the street you could see of course a lot of chicken uh, chickens uh, and hens and so on on the streets uh, of course as always plenty of dogs uh, only of course <coughs> there is only soil there are no cars uh, maybe a few motorbikes uh, it's really peaceful I, when I returned to the village uh, after walking for I don't know maybe one kilometer um, I went to the vat of the village uh, which was uh, the vat the temple the Buddhist temple which was a nice temple and it was a bit secluded it was in the end of uh, Muangoi and behind it uh, was a forest so if you walk the road and take the back the back door of it there is only there is only a forest and uh, from what I found there is also a cave there and a very nice uh, viewpoint if you walk 15 minutes uh, there is a viewpoint uh, which I will where I will go tomorrow or uh, the day after tomorrow because this is uh, a few things that uh, I found out that I will do there are two caves that I can go there is uh, one viewpoint and uh, there is also a route of uh, about 12 kilometers uh, where you can pass from uh, a few hill tribe villages and uh, these are tours of course for this but uh, I would prefer to go without a tour as always and whenever possible and uh, go independently and I think I can do it on foot so this is one of the thing, one of the plans for the next days and the second plan is to hire a kayak a canoe and uh, a canoe in the Namu river where the landscape if I go north from here is even more beautiful and actually is uh, totally like a fjord there because uh, it has only steep mountains on the right and on the left hand side and uh, this is something that uh, is definitely astonishing uh, so I walked a little bit uh, also inside this uh, temple it wasn't very big and there were also a few monks there sitting and uh, after that uh, 
I just uh, I returned to the bungalow. The, it was time for the sun. The sun had set anyway, and and uh, I wanted to have a shower from uh, uh, after the uh, bath that I had on the river, and in order for them to go to eat. So I had the shower, and then I started walking in the town. And as I was walking in the town, uh, which the village actually. I realized that uh, maybe it's even uh, more beautiful than Nongkiao and uh, this is uh, generally my impression uh, this day. Maybe it's because I feel more comfortable here, I don't know, but uh, I see a lot of uh, very uh, very beautiful, uh, for example, restaurants and bars. Uh, they have, all of them uh, are very well... Uh, very well decorated, they have perfect food, uh, the people seem to be very hospitable, uh, much more hospitable compared to Nongkiao, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's even more quiet, uh, it's more picturesque, uh, it has very nice food, uh, I ate uh, one red curry and uh, one, uh, one uh, plate with uh, noodles one specific plate with noodles. I went also to one uh, riverside uh, bar or restaurant, if I remember well, uh, which uh, in the day I assume it has a perfect view of the river. It's immediately uh, on the river, which had also very nice food from what I saw and uh, plenty of dishes and a uh, great choice. Uh, they have a lot of drinks. Uh, the shops, uh, they have several kinds of cocktails, uh, the people, uh, and even there also the owner was very, very helpful and very kind. As well, uh, it seems that most shops uh, serve coffee and quality coffee. They were uh, talking about 100% Arabica Lao coffee and quality, uh, of a very good quality. Uh, this was also, apart from the signs that I have seen, uh, this is what the owner of the Riverside restaurant and bar told me as well, to go there in the morning because they have good coffee. Uh, a much more different, a much different experience compared to Nonkiao that I couldn't even find coffee. And I come here now in the same area, let's say, only a few kilometers away and I find 100% Arabica coffee and allow uh, coffee of top quality and so on. Therefore, uh, I enjoyed also the night. Uh, as I said, uh, because things closed early, I returned, uh, uh, I returned back uh, to the bungalows in order to relax and uh, be ready for the next day, which uh, I didn't know exactly what of the two things I would do first. I would do the walking, the hiking route or I would do the kayaking. This uh, would be a decision for the next morning. So the next morning uh, I woke up uh, and the day was uh, really hot although it looked a bit uh, windy. But uh, the most uh, important thing is that uh, when I woke up I was feeling a bit warm. But I remembered that I had uh, switched on, I had left uh, the fan switched on. Uh, I realized uh, the next moment that uh, there was no electricity and there was no water. So I just uh, used uh, a bottle I had in order to wash my face. Uh, since uh, apart I couldn't do anything else at home apart from uh, drinking some water, meditating and drinking my mix of powders, 
that I have many times mentioned, uh, I, I went out and uh, sat in a coffee shop where they also didn't have electricity, of course, the whole Muang Noi didn't have electricity, uh, so, but uh, they, uh, they had some ready, some ready coffee, which of, of, uh, hope fortunately wasn't uh, with sugar or milk, it was just coffee, so I was served that with a very nice view of the river, and I noticed uh, that uh, it was a bit, it looked a bit windy there. Uh, in the previous night, uh, by the way, there was a very big storm that uh, didn't last for long. So, uh, however, when I woke up, uh, it was so hot and warm, uh, and it was like uh, it had never rained. And this is uh, something normal here for Laos and Southeast Asia in general. Uh, since I saw that in the river it was a bit windy, I said to myself that okay, let's uh, go to the hike today and later uh, and uh, tomorrow you are, um, most possibly you will do the kayaking. So after finishing my coffee, uh, I went back to the bungalow to leave a bottle of water in order to have uh, ready for later and I bought another one of course uh, for the route. It was extremely hot. It was like 39 degrees in the more in the afternoon at that time. However, I had to do the hike, and I wouldn't like, of course, to miss something like that. Also, when I first started, I wasn't sure due to the a bit difficult circumstances. I didn't know if in the very end the trip will be worth it. Anyway, I started uh, taking. I took the road that was leading out of uh, Muang Noi, and uh, which is, a, of course, is a uh, is a dirty road uh, with soil. However, it's not so bad. So uh, I could have rented a bike, um, but I wasn't sure how the road will be afterwards. And uh, if the road is very bad, even with the bike, uh, I was sure that uh, I would have problems. So I kept walking and uh, it was very it was nice countryside on my left hand there was a, a steep hill uh, with plenty of plants and on my right hand side uh, most of the time uh, was the river and after that uh, big rice fields and after them uh, hundreds of uh, meters away there were uh, plenty of mountains. Uh, so the route didn't start bad, however I was feeling hot, unfortunately. Uh, the weather in general here, uh, that's why not people uh, weren't outside at this moment. And the weather is like this, so you, they either do things very early in the morning or uh, after the sun uh, starts going down, like, like let's say 4 o'clock. Uh, so, um, I, cont I kept walking uh, in this road and kept walking and it was becoming nicer and nicer and after some point uh, I found a cave that is out a few kilometers outside, outside Muang Noi which cave is called uh, Tam Kang. Uh, it didn't look so impressive, it wasn't something great, there was a stream passing through it uh, but apart from that it was a small cave. By the way, I knew also that in Wang Noi there are some very nice viewpoints. Uh, however, I close to the town, the village, uh, but I decided to go there later in case I have time or uh, I will go tomorrow morning. 
because uh, it was really the sun was really high and uh, I'd better climb up there uh, when uh, the temperature w- would be a bit lower with less uh, sun. So after passing from this cave, uh, I continued, uh, and my plan was to, because this Swedish guy that uh, to, who, to whom uh, the bungalows I live had given me some instructions on uh, how to reach the two villages, the Banana village and the Hoebo. Uh, but uh, I knew that uh, there were two ways somehow to go there. There was uh, from the main road and uh, there was uh, another route that was uh, passing through maybe the rice fields uh, that w- you would go there quicker. But uh, at some point there was uh, an arrow pointing to Huaibo that uh, another guy had told me I would see. But when I went there uh, I couldn't exactly understand where was the route so I went out to the main road and continued walking. Actually, the thing is that uh, I would I wouldn't be sure if I was going on the right way or uh, the other way was better. But uh, and at the same time, uh, I, apart from the fact that I had to do a lot of kilometers, uh, I didn't want to do even more by being lost or taking routes uh, that are worthless. Anyway, I continued on the main road and uh, at some point uh, I realized that I had to pass uh, from a river. uh, That was the only way. So I took out my shoes uh, and my socks and I passed from there. It wasn't deep at all. It's just that uh, I couldn't uh, pass without uh, making my shoes wet. I went on the other side and I waited for a little while for... uh, my feet to dry and uh, this was uh, a good point since I saw uh, a few labels that were saying about the Banna village and uh, about the homestay in uh, Huaybo. So I continued the road. Um, all of this uh, must have all of this uh, walking must have been uh, I think about two hours. So I was stopping also for photos but anyway I think it must have been around two hours. Uh, when I at last uh, saw from far away a village and I imagined that this was uh, Banana. I went there, it was a, a village that obviously didn't have electricity or things like that. It was far away and uh, once again they had loud music and there were some shops there where I uh, refueled uh, my body with uh, some water. And then I asked uh, how to go to Huaybo, where they fortunately pointed me in the right way. I kept walking and I passed once again from a river and this time uh, this river was a little uh, larger, not so there were uh, a few children swimming there and a woman uh, washing some clothes. Uh, so I passed from there, it was nice, uh, next to there were a few buffaloes, uh, uh, you know, Shepherding, if that's the correct word. So uh, I continued the road and I started climbing on a hill uh, only to go down once again where um, I saw two ways. There was one on my right hand side and one on the left uh, while there was once again a label but I wasn't sure uh, where the label was pointing, uh, pointing to which of the two. Uh, I took the chance to go left because I thought that on the right it would be towards uh, the direction I was coming and potentially was the other route, the quicker one, 
to go. And I, so I was planning to return from the other route, the quicker one, in order to not always do the same route. This is a nice thing to do actually when you are hiking. If you can return uh, even for a, a big part uh, from a different route, uh, that's better because you see different places. So I continued on the left, uh, hoping that uh, the village uh, Huaibo is there, uh, because of course uh, nobody was there, I couldn't see any people at all. Uh, before, the, before the hill there were some rice fields once again, and uh, then after the hill once again were some rice fields, and at some point uh, there was like a small forest where cows were there once again eating their food. I continued walking this uh, lonely road, the faraway road, and uh, there, uh, this was an amazing scenery actually because there were several hills, these ones that are uh, I think unique for Southeast Asia, these uh, steep hills, uh, although not very tall, uh, they have some trees on their sides and they are really really impressive in my eyes, these are very common here. Um, so this uh, mixture of uh, rice fields and that kind of hills are impressive in my eyes. So I continued walking, uh, hoping that I will find the village, but uh, it seems that I was walking and walking and I couldn't see any village. And I started believing that I took the wrong way and uh, I have already walked far and maybe now I have to return back and take the other way. I said to myself, let's walk a little bit more and a little bit more and uh, at the point that I think I, I thought I had walked already enough uh, so and the village was, uh, wasn't there, uh, I heard uh, the sound of a rooster and this is when I realized that most possibly indeed the village is in this way and not far from where I was. And uh, uh, fortunately, I realized that indeed the village was there as uh, after walking a few hundreds of meters, I started seeing some houses and a few pigs. This is a common thing. Uh, apart from the pigs, later I saw, of course, a lot of hens and roosters, which is quite common in literally every village. And uh, I went inside in order to find uh, this guest house that uh, I was seeing all these labels from and I thought that uh, maybe in this village that would be the only place where I could have, a drink, uh, have something to drink or uh, sit in the shadow in order to relax uh, because the way back would be also very long. Uh, I asked for the Samsanook uh, guest house and restaurant, uh, they pointed me it was just a few meters away uh, where I was uh, welcomed by a very kind and nice lady. Uh, she was 54 years old and uh, immediately I felt that uh, this was a very nice place and I was happy to at last uh, manage to find it. So I started, uh, I, I tried to find something to drink. Uh, there was no, nothing was cold there unfortunately and the only she had only a fridge uh, which were some time in the past there she might have put some ice but at that moment uh, it seems that everything was warm anyway i ordered a warm i, I drank uh, first uh, energizing in quotation marks drink because these ones uh, from the can but because these ones uh, you know have a lot of sugar as well and uh, also a coffee apart from a big bottle of water. 
Uh, I sat with her and uh, she brought a, a big a bag uh, which was full of photographs and uh, writings uh, from people. Uh, these were too many photos in there. Uh, she started telling me that uh, the visitors uh, are writing uh, what they want, some greeting uh, behind the photo and they leave it to her uh, so that she can uh, gather them and remember. Indeed, uh, she told me that uh, these uh, photographs uh, were from uh, 1,500 people f- from the last 15 years. There were too many. I don't know, of course, if indeed it was 1,500, but I would see so many, uh, so many innumerable photos uh, with people from France, uh, from Germany, from uh, England, from Canada, from Australia, New Zealand, Austria and many, many, many other places. Uh, and she was keeping showing me uh, that she has uh, customers and people uh, are coming there. And, and indeed, uh, it was a very nice place and uh, I couldn't imagine that in a, so in a faraway village like this, uh, there was a homestay where people uh, would know this and uh, would come and even eat something or uh, stay the night. Uh, because actually it's difficult even to go there. Uh, even with a motorbike, yes, it's okay, you can go, but uh, the road is not so good, it's a faraway village, and how can a tourist know that, or how much would it be to hire a motorbike to go there, and so on. Anyway, it seems that the place had uh, uh, some levels of popularity, and uh, this woman actually told me that uh, If I want to stay, she has big rooms there and uh, each room uh, costs every night 10,000 kip. Now, you know, 10,000 kip is uh, one euro. So, if you go, for example, uh, with your girlfriend uh, or your boyfriend, you know, if you are a girl uh, and you both stay there, you are going to pay half a euro per night in this uh, very nice setting. I took also some photos, uh, this lady was very kind with me, later came uh, one of her granddaughters and uh, her daughter as well uh, and it was a very relaxing atmosphere, I really enjoyed it and it was uh, after some point, uh, it was time, I also uh, wanted to ask her to, in order to assure that the other route that I saw was the road that uh, I was thinking is uh, the alternative route to return to Muangnoi and indeed it was it. Uh, so after some point uh, I had to go because uh, I wanted uh, also to have time to go to the viewpoint, at least one. Plus uh, there was a long, it was a long road and uh, I wasn't sure if it would be easy to find it and uh, in case I get lost what will be happen. I didn't want to get lost, of course, uh, in the middle of the rice fields and uh, the dark uh, in a road that I don't know. Uh, I had time, I knew it was like uh, 4 o'clock when I left 4.15. However, uh, you never know how, the, how these things are. And as I said, I wanted also to go to the viewpoint in case I had time before the sun would set. So I started walking back uh, the, this route uh, from the main road uh, till this village was amazing. There were very tall trees uh, apart from the rice fields. Uh, you, you had a very nice view of the mountains. Uh, the sun uh, had gone a little down so the light was even better. It was clearer atmosphere and it was and also feeling so warm. 
So I was really enjoying it. I was refreshed uh, from the things I drank. I had already sat and I kept uh, walking. And uh, I was walking and walking until I entered some uh, rice fields. Uh, these were too many rice fields there. Everywhere the eye could stare would see rice fields and very far away were some hills and mountains. So um, I just wasn't sure that uh, which way to go from these rice fields. Uh, fortunately, I saw from far away uh, a farmer, which I think he noticed me and he started going towards my direction and this was the same uh, with what I did because I would like very much to ask him. Uh, when I came closer, I found a very sweet person. Uh, he, he must have been around 45 years old, this farmer, but he was an extremely kind man uh, with a very nice smile. And uh, he very happily gave me directions from which way to go. Uh, still, this couldn't be enough because it was just rice fields and I wouldn't know how to go, get out of, from them. But at least uh, I was assured that uh, I am going the correct way. Uh, I, I kept walking and walking in the rice fields and there indeed was the best uh, place from all this walk today. I was taking photos unstoppably. I was inside the rice fields with uh, many cows uh, being fed and together with uh, hills all around me. That was a majestic area indeed and uh, I wish I could uh, have that I had the time to stay a little there to enjoy it. But even walking for so much time in there was as well very much enjoying. So at some point I reached the river and uh, this was an issue because uh, although I had passed through several rivers till, till that time and I had to because I also found others I didn't mention. Uh, in general, in this route, uh, I, I had all the time to pass through uh, small, uh, small streams in order to go to the other side. So I had all the time to take my shoes uh, off and then again uh, wear them. Anyway, uh, when I reached the, the river this time, I didn't seem to be able to find a way to pass to the other side. Uh, it wasn't like previous times that it was like... A, a, a small road or something, a small path. Uh, there, uh, there wasn't any path, so I didn't know what to do, and uh, I started walking like the opposite direction, or following the river, but on the opposite direction and not towards Mwangnoi, thinking that maybe I could uh, find the way that I could cross the river. However, I wouldn't find any. But I was very lucky because, as I said, there were hardly, uh, there weren't any people there all this time I was walking. I was lonely for, for long. Fortunately, a guy came that was holding in his uh, in his hand uh, a seldon, and uh, he had uh, around his uh, around his back uh, he had a knife. Uh, I asked him if he knows how to go to Mwangnoi. Of course, uh, not in English, just. Uh, said Muang Noi how to go and he said that he was also going to Muang Noi. Uh, I was so much relieved at this moment because I knew that all my problems uh, will be resolved and he will definitely show me the way to the main road and after entering the main road uh, because this was the, the main the, the alternative path was going uh, away from the main road but at some point uh, you could reach it and it was the place that, the road that I had uh, came before. Uh, so 
he was uh, wearing some flip flops, but he was walking very quickly. Uh, that me with shoes, uh, I would find uh, I would find it hard sometimes to follow him. These people are amazing. Uh, we continued walking. We passed from another river, which fortunately this time uh, had some rocks, so uh, some stones, so stepping stones. Uh, so we passed from there, and uh, after some point, uh, not more than. 10 minutes later, he showed me the way to go to the main road. And uh, when I saw it, I remembered uh, that uh, this was where I had gone in the beginning when I had seen the label in the main road, but didn't know how to continue, so I returned back to the main road. And fortunately, I did that because uh, it's, I, this way, in the very end, I managed to do both routes. Uh, so he said goodbye and he pointed that he's going to, uh, there was a, a herd of cows a few meters away and he pointed that he was going there. So I asked him, uh, you know, can I come with you and look what you will, be, you will do? Uh, he replied yes, so I followed him and uh, when he went to the cows he started doing some uh, strange noises like ha, 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 ha. When uh, the cows uh, heard that, uh, the, most of them came close to him and he opened a bag uh, that had a white powder which I have no idea what it was. So he started uh, putting his, can, uh, his hand in the small bag, uh, taking out some powder and then putting the powder inside the mouth of the cows. Uh, the cows were all gathered uh, around him and they seemed to really lo love uh, what uh, he was giving to them. So it was like they were pushing each other to come to his, uh, to his hands and uh, take uh, eat this powder for some reason. And uh, the cows uh, didn't care about me but only for the powder. I have no idea once again what this powder was. It was a, a white powder. Uh, so he kept giving the powder since, uh, since I saw that he was putting like, his hand inside uh, their mouths most of the times. It was amazing. Uh, anyway, uh, since I saw what he was doing, uh, there wasn't any point for me staying, so I waved goodbye and uh, took the path he told me that would uh, take me to the main road. Uh, when I went to the main road, I knew more or less how long I had till the village, uh, but I started uh, walking a little quickly. Uh, the time must, be, must have been around uh, 5.30 at that time and I know that it gets dark at about 7 so I wanted to manage to go to the viewpoint uh, which I didn't know exactly how long it would take me to go there although I, know, I knew the way. Uh, so when I reached the, the hospital which is close to the, let's say the main part of Muangnoi I knew that I had to go right and there was also a sign and in there a few meters later uh, there was another sign that was saying viewpoint. So I went to, I entered inside although it said it was closing at 5 uh, but I opened the door and the door would open. Uh, I started walking in a route uh, that led me to a garden and I saw that this was where uh, the climbing was starting in order to go up to the viewpoint. In there, uh, there was a man uh, that didn't see me and uh, he was just uh, watering the, the flowers. So I went close to him and I told him that uh, I want to go up to the viewpoint. He asked me if I had a torch and I said uh, I had my mobile phone. 
so I paid the ticket the 1 euro and uh, I started climbing and this was a very steep climbing there were fortunately some bab bamboos on the right and on the left uh, where you could uh, hold, you, hold yourself uh, however the climbing was a bit uh, hard you could go up the, the rocks and it was uh, not only it was very steep but uh, it wasn't exactly stairs you were going from rock to rock uh, upwards uh, so and as well it was inside the, the, inside the trees so there was even even less light and this was a bit concerning at this moment uh, because I knew that imagine going down and there is no light and uh, you have to go down for uh, long uh, in these uh, conditions it was saying that it would be around uh, 30 minutes to go to the top for the viewpoint uh, so I was climbing, I, I was trying to do it a little quickly it was a bit tiring and imagine that all the route I did today uh, must have been uh, approximately 14 kilometers uh, so after, apart from these 14 kilometers in the sun uh, and maybe more because I was also lost many times I, apart from all this now I was in, the, in uh, another hill, a very steep one, uh, trying to climb to the top of it and uh, not having enough time but anyway I pressurized a little myself and in the end I uh, managed to reach the top and uh, in a good time I think of, I didn't do 30 minutes definitely not I think it was about 14, uh, 15 to 20 minutes uh, it took me to go there so at around 6.10 I was there and there was still uh, plenty of light which made me happy and I knew that I could stay for a while and then I wouldn't also have a problem to return back. Uh, this view there was really amazing. I would see, apart from one Gnoi, I would see the, this amazing river that, uh, and the, that is passing through the mountains in a very impressive landscape. And it was really worth it uh, going there. I think it is uh, one of the best views I have seen uh, till now in Laos. And I think there is another good one in Nongkiao, and maybe even better, which I haven't gone, but maybe I'll go in the next days, when I return from here to Nongkiao by boat. Anyway, after I enjoyed this magnificent view and taking photos and selfies and so on, uh, when the time was around 6.30, I started heading... Uh, downwards uh, which was uh, it, there was still some light even though it was inside the trees I, all the, I, it was full of trees there and on top of me and uh, I reached down I said goodbye to the gentleman that I had found before and uh, went out uh, happy that I managed also even though this was so demanding today uh, to reach uh, to see so many interesting places and uh, actually I am uh, now that I returned home uh, I am and is uh, really da is dark of course out I am uh, so much enthusiastic about the things I saw today uh, I saw people I saw very interesting places I walked in a long way which I had a few uh, I had some days to do this and hiking is my favorite and as I said, although it was very demanding, I am so full right now and so satisfied with all the things that I saw and tomorrow it will be 
a different experience. If things go according to plan, we'll do a nice kayak in the Namu River. And as far as I know, the view also is really magnificent when I when you when you continue a little northern from from Wangnoi. Now in the evening here, there aren't many things to do. Although there are nice bars, you can just go to some bars and eat nice foods. There is great decoration. There is way better service than Nongkiao. Way better, way better shops. Everything looks. It's much more picturesque. They have better view. Everything. Although now in the night there is no view. Although Muangno is supposed to be a smaller place, it's much, much better in my opinion than Nongkiao from the things I have seen. And I definitely recommend it. My plan is to leave from here in one day and a half, so the day after tomorrow in the morning, go to Nongkiao again, and after that return to Luang Prabang the next day after I see some things in Nongkiao. So anyway, that's it for now. Thank you very much for listening all my adventures, and we will talk again soon. And have a good one and a nice rest of the day. Goodbye.